Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's begin now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Big Daddy. Back in live and local, 12 to 3. Nick Price, myself, this program is called Out of Bounds. After it's been us. a minute, Dusty. It has. Now, we've been together during this little playoff run that the right. Chiefs have put together, but maybe some of you weren't as ecstatic as we were from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., leading you right up to the programming that starts on Fesco in the morning as we completed probably one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life, and that was back-to-back days, 2 to 6 a.m., because we were part of the 50 consecutive hours of sports radio celebrating 50 years of Kansas City Chiefs football. Happy to be a part of it. Didn't think that's where I'd be. But it was awesome. You strive for that 2 to 6 time, and we nailed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, my whole life I've been dreaming of co-hosting 2 to 6 on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. and That's right. We did it, man. We made it. We nailed it. Hey, in case you forgot how Saturdays go. Yeah. I have these notes, but I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! You weren't ready for that, were you? You should have been. Better be. If you're a fan of the show, Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line 69306. I have yet to mess that up. I don't give a rip if I jinx it because I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk about the Super Bowl quite yet. I am. Shout out Josh Furnier. My God, is it great to hear that man's voice again talk baseball. I know there's three inches of snow on the ground. I know the Chiefs are headed to Miami tomorrow. I know football is what gets in your core right now. But my God, when Vern talks baseball and that voice that is one of the top sexiest voices I've ever heard on radio, it just gets me juiced, man. Like, I want baseball to get here soon. And it's going to. Because we're like 66 days away from opening day. You're so close, you can smell the hot dogs. You can see Jay Binkley pouring nacho cheese into his nacho container. Piling it up with onions and peppers and sauerkraut. It doesn't make sense, but it's Jay Binkley. The guy talked for four hours one night with no voice. And you still listen. But baseball's around the corner. FanFest is thriving right now in downtown. What a perfect weekend for FanFest. Because for those of you that do get juiced up for baseball, for those of you that do get ready for Royals baseball, this is the perfect weekend for it. You've got eight days until your team plays in the Super Bowl. You have eight days that are going to be the longest eight days of your life because you've been waiting for this game. And what better time than to get out in your car, throw on 610 Sports Radio. You heard Vern talk. Now you get to hear us talk. Our voices aren't quite as appealing. But you get a little mixed bag of Chiefs and Royals. We'll hit on some Royals a little bit later as 
Salvador Perez becomes a United States citizen yesterday, which was a very cool moment. Also, Alex Gordon got one hell of a curtain call from one of the best in the business, and that was Ryan Lefevre yesterday. If you didn't see that, go to social media. Check it all out. Lefevre being the pro that he is, also a fan of the show, been on here several times. I know that because he's told me. But go to FanFest. Take some time off. Get your mind off the mindset of Miami. And if you're like me, tomorrow night you got the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. I'm juiced. Hey, you turned me on to that last year. You told me, you're like, hey, Royal Rumble's coming up because it was back when we did our 7 a.m. show on Sundays on 1660 up in Adam. There it is. And you told me, you were like, you got to check this out. I know that you're a casual wrestling fan, but check it out. And it did not disappoint, Dusty. It was one of the most electric events that I watched last year. It's great, man, because... There's a couple matches that surround it, like the heavyweight title matches, the the tag matches, whatever it may be. But it's all about the Royal Rumble. And now that there's so many female stars, there's like a female Royal Rumble. There's also the the all-male Royal Rumble. But you also get like those old wrestlers that have been around in the 90s, early 2000s. Everybody hopes that CM Punk comes back or that John Cena's music hits and it's like the 30th man. Um, but Royal Rumbles tomorrow, that's something we can get into. The delivery tr- uh, tr- the delivery driver rant Royal Rumble has already started. Amazon delivery drivers are 49ers fans. It's a fact. Greg the Mailman, he's struck it in. She's ready to He's go. always the one to start it. What say you, other delivery drivers? Text line 69306, Smitty's Garage, Burgers, Beer. Text line, I am ready to go because it's been a fun week for me. I was at the press conferences on Friday And Friday's press conferences really gave you a sense of relaxation. And I think part of that is because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I want to take fans back a little bit, which won't be hard for you. This is a season long of what you already know. This is something that you've been a part of. But I want you to listen to me when I talk to you about this. And I'm dead serious. Mahomes is now becoming to the nation what he's been domestically since 2017 and 2018. Let's put those seatbelts on. You remember that game against the Denver Broncos in 2017 in week 17 when Patrick Mahomes was the backup to Alex Smith, the Kansas City Chiefs were resting the starters, and Patrick Mahomes went out against Denver, and you can say whatever you want about it, their backup defense, their... The team had checked out of Denver. They were just ready for the the offseason because they weren't going to the playoffs. And the Chiefs were just getting ready to play that first-round game at Arrowhead against the Tennessee Titans. And Patrick Mahomes goes out there. In fact, Andy Reid at the time had let Matt Nagy call most of the offensive plays the entire season. And then in this game, Andy Reid took a step back and said, you know what, or took a step forward and said, I'm going to call the plays when, when, when Pat's out there. He's like, let me see what I can do with this kid. Right. Well, he already knew. He just wanted to see it develop. He wanted to see it in a real game. And that was the case because Patrick Mahomes goes out there, he plays against the Denver Broncos, and he makes Albert Wilson look like a star. I remind you, there was no Tyreek Hill. There was no Kareem Hunt. There was no Travis Kelsey. None of that was on the field. And as fans, if you take yourself back a little bit, you remember remember that game because myself included, not being a fanboy, I remember watching that and just being like, holy blank. If he's doing this with zero stars around him, what could he do with 
the star power that is this team around it. And you take a seat back, and then the Chiefs are up, and then Tyler Bray goes in there and pukes all over himself, and then they have the audacity to go up to Patrick Mahomes and say, hey, didn't think this was going to happen, but here's another test. We need you to go back in there and win this game. And what happened? Patrick Mahomes went back in that game. They won that Week 17 game. And again, you can put the narrative on it that it was a Week 17 game. It didn't matter. Nobody cared. Denver had checked out. It didn't matter. Patrick Mahomes still played a real-life game, and fans in Kansas City said, okay, okay. I don't know where the season's going to end up, but I know where we're going, and I kind of like this. The moment that that game, what I really took away from it, was like the arm strength. I saw the talent on camera, on the field, which, you know, we had seen a couple things at a training camp, but this was really the first chance for Kansas City fans to see him and see that arm talent, and you're like, okay, Right. This guy just is more talented. You just watched He's that. just really, really talented. You just watched that game, and you just told yourself, like, there's something different here. So then you fast forward, not very far, but you fast forward a little bit, and it's the press conference, one that I got in trouble with, but I can tell you if I ever meet you in person. But it's, it was one where Reed and Mahomes sat at the podium. The season was over. The team had lost to Tennessee. And, by the way, Missouri's only down by one at halftime to West Virginia, at West Virginia. Um, SEC Big 12 Challenge, KU will play at 3 o'clock in Tennessee. We'll get to KU a little bit later for a programming note. But you remember when Mahomes was announced the starter, and you were kind of like, okay, all right, it's official. This is our guy moving forward. We remember the Denver game. Let's set this thing up. And then he throws 10 touchdowns in two weeks and his first year as a starter. He goes for four against the Chargers. He goes for six against the Steelers, and he's thrown zero interceptions, and the fan perspective domestically is, oh, my God. This might be something moving forward that we've never seen before. I'm put back a bit. This team is in a different position of success. You look at what their quarterback can do. You've seen 10 touchdowns in two weeks. You hadn't seen that in the three to four years that Alex Smith had been there. That's not a knock to Alex Smith. You just hadn't seen that before. And, oh, by the way, you hadn't drafted a quarterback in the first round since 1983. And by week two of the 2018 season, you domestically as a fan, you were locked in and you knew what the future was. It was Mahomes. It was the arm power. It was just the talent level that had never been seen before from a Kansas City Chiefs fan's perspective. And you were all in. That was a year ago. And then this year happens. After the MVP. After the surprising visit to the AFC Championship game and the heartbreaking loss and yet another AFC West title. And now this year, I'm not saying that Kansas City fans were arrogant or they were more confident than most. You should have been because your quarterback can back it up and he can walk it. He can walk it, he can talk it. That's not a, that's not a line for Migos. That's just a fact. And the, as fans, you sat there and you said to yourself, everything's fine. With 15 at quarterback, everything's fine. And now that the Chiefs are on their way to Miami, now the nation as a whole who has to be unbiased, who has to be from a standpoint of, well, we're not from Kansas City. We don't report on Kansas City. We don't watch every game as detailed as media members of Kansas City. Now, with the exception of Nick Wright, because he's finally been able to like let his fandom show, which the team's in the Super Bowl. Why not? But now you're getting the perspective from everybody else. Now they're where you're at 
from 2017 and 2018. Now they're there with you. Now they're in the same boat. Now they're going to them and saying, oh, my God. Like, Kansas City, that's the team. Why? 15. 15's just something different. And if you don't believe me, players who are always ahead of the curve because they just play the game, it's their life, go back and look at the top 100 list from last year and look at what players who have been in the league for years have said about Patrick Mahomes, about the left-handed throw, the no-look throw, the 55,000, all the numbers that accoladed in that one year for Patrick Mahomes, and now you're seeing it from a nation's perspective that Patrick Mahomes is the future, he is the best at what he does, and he's probably the best in the number one league in the entire United States. That is the NFL football stage. And now he goes to Miami. And oh, by the way, he's 24 years old. That's the most surprising stat to me because, Nick, I have a theory that most athletes that play quarterback hit their stride where the man strength kicks in, where the experience kicks in. And that stride is basically between 27 and 31. You see, you're seeing it with Russell Wilson right now. Like right. Before, Russ was still a stud, but now he's more of a, of a certified G and a bona fide stud because he has the league down. He has the respect, the reputation. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. He knows how to do it. You look at when Tom Brady hit, hit the age of 30 and 29. That's when the touchdowns got more uh, excessive. That's when the team almost went undefeated the entire way, and he really hit that. Aaron Rodgers, same way. Patrick Mahomes is still five years away from that, and we've already got the nation, the nation, saying he's the best quarterback in the game, and he's probably the best player in the NFL, and he's 24, and Chiefs fans have been there since 2017, 2018. See, I feel like that age range that you just put, like 26 to 30 or so, is the time where quarterbacks and NFL players in general still have their athletic ability, but they've now found out and caught up with the mental aspect of the game to where they know what's coming at them. They know how to read defenses. Yeah. They know how to audible all of that. That's the craziest part of this. Patrick Mahomes is 24, and it seems like he's already figured that part out. Exactly. And being 24, he's uh, already played in four playoff games. The meme that went around the internet, just to back up this topic, and then we're getting to a break. Quarterbacks to their first four playoff games, Tom Brady, two touchdowns, one interception. Joe Montana, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Peyton Manning, Five touchdowns, three interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Joe Montana, Hall of Famer. Tom Brady, Hall of Famer, maybe the best to ever do it. Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer, probably one of the best to ever do it. Patrick Mahomes, 24 years old, already through four playoff games. A lot more to come, and everybody in the nation believes it because even you believe it, and now they're with you. It's not homerism. It's not bias. It's just the God's honest truth that everybody else is on this bandwagon. The Kansas City Chiefs have Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey is becoming, yet again, another son of Kansas City. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This bump music is very Rage Against the Machine-ish. Big time. I think I would pay to see Rage Against the Machine live. Big fan. Lights Out, Gorilla Radio, I think was like a song that like, I had that CD. I don't know, that that's not the name of the CD. That was one of the first CDs I ever bought. I remember jamming to it in my room and my mom just came in and she's like, is everything all right? Yes, mom. I don't want to rebel against the United States. I'm just, I really like this music. 
and their guitarist is fantastic. Uh, Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer text line, when will people learn that pizza delivery is the best of them all? That's at you, Greg. That's Lance. He's awake. Uh, Big weekend. Uh, Next weekend, obviously, the Super Bowl is in Miami. Uh, Every host, I believe, is is headed to Miami. I don't know if they're headed out there tomorrow. I think they are, actually, flying out tomorrow. So you'll have all of our guys uh, live from Radio Row. Uh, You'll have uh, uh, local programming on Sunday. A lot of stuff to dive into. And then, of course, the Super Bowl is on Sunday. Nick Price and I will be doing another show, Mm -hmm. uh, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., hoping that uh, it will be a Chiefs victory because I know the party would go all night. It did last time. I mean, I think we had, what, like six straight calls? We still had callers, too, on the second day that we did it. Yeah. I mean, at like 3 and 4 a.m. Yeah, that's just because they like our show. Well, yeah. Um, And that's just, just, I mean, that's just a a thing. Uh, We're trying to get to that national level. That, like, Mahomes is at. Like, we want you all to remember us uh, from 18 and 19 and 20, where we started, and then eventually we get to the national level, and they're like, hey, you know what? I remember those guys. Yeah. That's the goal. We want want to be a part of this whole Super Bowl memories. When you look back in 50 years, you're like, I remember it was 3.30 in the morning, and I listened to Dusty Likens and Nick Price after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, Fan Fest going on down at Bartle Hall. Get down there. Have some fun. I just saw a video. Brett Phillips throwing soft toss to, like, some little kids. That's something you'll never forget, man. Like, I remember Fan Fest. Um, I remember meeting Royals players when I was a kid. My dad and I would go down there, get a stack of cards, have some random people sign it like Kevin Apier. Uh, it's, it means the world, man. And uh, these guys that play for the Royals, they, you know, they're, they're all about it, too. It's a good group of guys. Um, and, uh, you know, you can go meet Josh Vernier down there. I mean, he is. He's all about it. You can pick his brain about some baseball. Um and see some fun stuff, do some fun activities, Royals Fan Fest. Remember, Royals are just right around the corner, man. Which is so cool, man. Like, the way that the Chiefs have been pushing into the postseason and now taking it all the way to the Super Bowl, it just really bridges that gap for Kansas City fans to where yeah. your sports are interesting all year long. And, you you know, you remember, you know, how quick the season turned around for football when the, when the Royals went to the World Series because they played all the way into November, and then, like, out of nowhere, like, football was – the season was half over. And then you're ready to watch the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, like, baseball comes back. Um, it's pretty interesting. But speaking of something that's very interesting is exactly what Travis Kelsey said um, yesterday or yeah, yesterday in his press conference when he talked about being here uh, in Kansas City. How much this city rallies around the sports is uh, it's second to none. And that's why I love being here. Um, I want to play here for my entire career because of the, the type of support we get from this community. And then on top of that, um, how crazy it gets on Sundays, man. It's, uh, it never gets old. Travis Kelsey. That was uh, audio Travis Kelsey from Friday's press conference uh, before the team heads to Miami on Sunday. They have a break today. Today's basically the, you know, kiss the babies, hug the wife. You'll see him next week. But Travis Kelsey is an interesting cat, right? So Travis Kelsey, when he was in college in Cincinnati, he was a third-round pick by the Chiefs seven years ago. And Travis Kelsey, like some athletes, come out of college with a little bit of baggage. You know, very colorful personality, had some issues off the playing field in Cincinnati, and it kind of reflected on the field of play in his first few years. And a lot of people were like, okay, the talent's there. 
The the ceiling is very, very high with Travis Kelsey. You like what he's doing as a tight end. You like what his potential is. You know, his play style was sexy, but there was always that, when's he going to grow up? And at the time, I think that's unfair because I don't understand if people understand how old athletes are when they come into the league. Like, a lot of people want to give Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend a lot of trouble with the way she acts. You really got to remember, she's 24. You know, these guys are young. They're they're capable of of learning from their mistakes. It just may take some time. Right, so like, little, remember how you were at 24. Right, I don't want to. I was, a, I was a wild child. And you watch Travis Kelsey kind of grow up. And it's been one of these things where you use the analogy of a local son. Right? You look at Travis Kelsey and you think to yourself, man, I remember when he was rolling the dice in front of Von Miller, which that's what we call it because it's radio and we got to be clean. He wasn't rolling the dice. He was doing a motion of something else. You remember when they played the Jacksonville Jaguars and Travis Kelsey took his towel and threw it at the ref like it was his own flag and got ejected from the game. And the Chiefs damn near lost that game due to penalties and due to situations. They won it. But you look at yourself and you're just like, damn it, Travis. Like, How can you get yourself tossed from a game like this? And you're also like a vocal leader. You're a team leader. We just need you to lead. You know, when are we going to get rid of these little antics? Like, you were okay with it because the play backed it up. He was your own. But deep down in your head, you were like, come on, man. Just like, let that get away from you. Like, let that go away. And it's when the team drafted Patrick Mahomes, I believe, three years ago, is when Travis Kelsey put his foot down, took that hard look in the mirror. My God, Tiger's shot there was sexy. Five under on the day. But when Travis Kelsey and, and, and Patrick Mahomes came to this team, and again, I'm not saying it's Mahomes. I'm not saying whatever it is. It might have just been when he, when he finally looked in the mirror and was like, you know what? I know what my legacy can be. Maybe he realized he could be a Hall of Fame tight end. Maybe he thought there's a chance they could knock down a couple Super Bowls. And... Travis Kelsey became a clear-cut big brother for Patrick Mahomes. You've seen the videos in the offseason. You saw the training camp video where Patrick Mahomes runs up from behind Travis Kelsey, jumps on his back. You saw when Travis Kelsey drops the F-bomb on CBS after the game when Patrick Mahomes is getting interviewed by Jim Nance. And you just kind of see that he's now a defiant leader of this team. Like, I would say on the offense, the three big leaders of this team are Mahomes, Kelsey, and probably Tyreek Hill. That's my guess. And you've seen how that's developed. And then you hear his comments about how he wants to play here forever, how this team rally or how this city rallies behind us behind this team. He makes players around him better. And yeah, there's still people that get critical about when Cavs Kelsey drops the ball. What did he do the last time he had a rough start against Houston? Drops two passes, one on a third down. The other one, I don't remember when it was on the play-wise, but I know the first one was on third down, and I remember sitting next to Jay Binkley watching that game with he and Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson and people just starting to fire texts and tweets to Jay Binkley. Ah, Travis Kelsey, blah, 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 Travis Kelsey. But what did he do? He put it behind him, and he balled out against Houston. Three touchdowns in the first half, three in the second quarter. And you think to yourself, would we have been here three or four years ago with Travis? Maybe not. Would Travis have gone back to his old antics where he was highly profiled on the sidelines and characteristic 
and rambunctious and, and making a distraction for himself and not the team? Maybe. But he's not there anymore. Now he wants to stay here forever. Now he says words that make you think that he's a local son that's been a part of this team. And now he's one of KC's own. The kid from Cincinnati. The kid who was told that couldn't be that great in the NFL. Didn't have blazing speed. And I'll, I'll prove it for you. But he's a kid that we all grew up watching. This is now seven years in the league for Travis Kelsey. And now he's a guy that has come from so much that has gotten to this point to where now he's a leader, he's a captain, he's a role model. Look at all the pictures. If a kid ain't wearing 15, he's wearing 87 on a jersey. Women want him, men want to be him. I can't honestly say that that's where we'd be with Travis Kelsey six years ago, five years ago. Isn't it great to see you, Dusty? Like so many times you see this go the other way where a guy comes into the league and like got a ton of talent, a ton of potential, but he just can't get out of his own way. And to actually see him, I feel like it all changed once they got Pat in there. For and sure. he really got inspired and he was like, hey, we could really do something special with this kid. Like we could win with this kid. Exactly. And he just straightened up his act and he was like, you know what? This is more serious than my my antics that I've had in the past. Like it's time to buckle down. He still has fun out there. Right. I mean, you see you see him all the time having a good time, but he's found the right way to do it. Right. And it's just awesome to see because so many times it just doesn't work out that way. And it's just one of those situations. Like I remember in my life when I used to have fun on Pine Street in Warrensburg and I was finally getting to the point where it was like every night there was something different. And then I got to the point where like I was seeing success from others around me that I wasn't getting invited to. And it changed my mind. And now you're seeing Travis Kelsey live that leadership role big brother role, team role model, leader and captain. And just remember, seven years ago, six years ago, he read this on Dan Patrick's show. All right, weakness. Only one season of production in college. Doesn't have blazing speed. Talk about 80 yards of the house. <laughs> Merry Christmas, whoever wrote that. Keep um, going. Not a tremendously explosive athlete. Doesn't come out of his breaks that well. Mm. Okay. Not a tremendous, but still an athlete. Uh, Kels plays with the pedal to the metal, which isn't always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Must be that steel courage. Uh, he doesn't run a wide variety of routes, doesn't display sudden or sharp breaks in routes. Uh, character is a big question. He doesn't really produce until 2012, so may label him a potential one-year wonder. Wow. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> the old one-hit wonders. How much is, is is anything true in there? Um, I want to say no, but, I mean, it, 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 it's somebody's opinion. So, I mean, I can't say it's it's completely false, right? I mean, someone someone sees something on film, you know, it's a, it's rather a raise question about it than a, than a not raise question about it but um favorite white he isn't a tremendous athlete hurts my feelings <laughs> it's interesting you talk about one prodigal son for the kansas city chiefs there's another one that's got his last year probably in major league baseball you know who it is we'll do it out of bounds with dusty likens and nick price 610 sports radio So I talked about Missouri coming into the second half of this game looking a little decent. Right. They closed that gap. They got it to 24-23. That's right. Time. And then what happened? Uh, so far, the second half has not gone their way. West Virginia on a 23-4 to now four run 
mm. in the second half. And they, now it's, what, 47 to 47 27? 27, yeah. Good God. Yeah, you know? I was really thinking Conzo Martin might have been the answer. I'm kind of kind of frightened he might get fired after this year. He might be. We were talking to John Doolittle, uh, who does Mizzou uh, postgame, uh, and he was like, yeah, the development's not there. Like, everything he was saying didn't, like, defeat my concept of him getting fired. It just kind of defended it. Like, Jeremiah Tillman's done worse. The guard play isn't working the way they thought it could. They're probably not making the tournament this year. And it's just something you hate to see. Um, something you love to see is the battle royale that happens on the text line between Greg the Mailman and Lance. Uh, shots fired, Lance. Uh, my girlfriend really loves the fact that I deliver pizza. Said no one ever because she doesn't exist. Oof. Um, from the 913, when Kelsey, quote, rolled the dice, I was ready to trade him, but good Lord, I'm glad we didn't. Thank you for defending our last topic because that's exactly what we were saying. And by the way, we know he wasn't rolling the dice, um, but that's just what you have to call it on radio edit. But you do love to see stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm sure you've got friends in your inner circle that went two different ways on the spectrum. One that just never grew out of the party scene and now is in their 30s and, you know, they're, they're, you're seeing them out when you, go to the, when you go out once in a while, but you always see them out. And then your other friends that, you know, maybe settled down or, you know, got their act together. Travis Kelsey's just one of those guys that, you know, he finally got his act together. Was it the drafting of Patrick Mahomes and seeing the potential talent that could become the Chiefs? Maybe. Maybe he just was like, you know what? I'm tired of this narrative. I'm going to flip it, and I'm going to become one of the best tight ends in the game. Might be the best tight end in the game. Um, it's probably a little bit of both there, Dusty. I think so. Probably a little bit of both. And I don't know for exact uh, for the exact reasoning, but I know that there's when you see him talk, when you see him play, you can kind of see um, where Patrick or where Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey has really uh, has really changed his life. But moving from Travis Kelsey in football, we move to the Royals because it's Fan Fest, and this year is the Swan Song. For number four, Alex Gordon. Very excited to be back, um, you know, where I belong, uh, where I've spent my whole career. Uh, this means a lot to me. Um, I kind of knew towards the end of last season, I know a lot of people were asking me if I was going to play or not. And, um, you know, I had a meeting with Dayton uh, at the end of the year and, you know, just kind of had that fire still to play. And I felt like I could still contribute to this team. So, you know, I left the season. I know I didn't tell you guys this, but I left the season knowing I was going to play again. And, um, you know, it took a while in the off season, but, you know, I had faith that, you know, I was going to come back and I was going to be here for another year. So uh, I've been pretty fortunate to play with one team my whole career. That's Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon is a rarity when it comes to baseball. One, he doesn't wear a buzzer when he goes to bat. I mean, I don't give a rip if you want to give me credit for that because, I mean, the hell with the Houston Astros. But Alex Gordon is a rarity of baseball. Alex Gordon is something that you don't see much anymore these days, and that is a player that has a pretty positive magnitude who's got some pretty good, pretty good talented skills and stays with one team his entire career. I can't say this loud enough or with more confidence. Alex Gordon is getting a statue, and Alex Gordon's number is getting retired. And you can disagree with me all you want. You can chime in on the text line, 69306. In fact, that text line's got a title, and it's the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line. Nick Price, I cannot Once get again. that wrong. Once again. I am on effing fire when it comes to delivering that type of, that time of uh, text line title. We've had easier ones in the past, too, that haven't gone as smoothly, but this one, you're crushing it. No, I'm just that damn good. You are. 
I'm not Alex Gordon, Travis Kelsey good, but where you can compare the two is that Alex Gordon is also a son of Kansas City. Alex Gordon is getting a statue outside of Kauffman Stadium, and the number four will be retired. A lot of people forget he used to wear number seven. But Alex Gordon had an interesting career in Kansas City, and Alex Gordon is somebody that I can tell you that if you're a Royals fan and you follow this Royals team, you've been part of that generation that kind of came up in the 2000s when they were still struggling. You watched uh, Alex Gordon uh, have his pro debut. I was there. Um, I was 16 years old. I remember that game very, very vividly. Um, I know that he struck out four times. He played against Kurt Schilling. Um, I sat right behind the first base dugout. I was really amped up about Alex Gordon because he was supposed to be like the next George Brett is what people compared him to, which was super unfair. Um, And then it didn't work out at third base. Alex Gordon goes down to the minor leagues, learns how to play left field, and he becomes the best left fielder in the game for almost a decade. The gold gloves would uh, define that. The plays that you watch define that, and you see what Alex Gordon represents as an athlete, and it's something that you model yourself as a kid to try to be. Leads with a quiet stick. Leader in a clubhouse, plays his ass off on the field, and really puts the dedication into it. You've seen the picture that Cody Tapp would tweet out all the time, the one that Ryan uh, Wachowski loves to see, where his biceps are the size of two cannons that they used in World War II. Um, the guy is just literally one of the best baseball player examples that you can see. One team, one town, his entire career, was never a distraction of a baseball team. Got better when things got really down. He didn't let it affect him. He got better and came up. And he hit one of the most iconic home runs, if not the most, I will say, the most iconic home run in Royals history. That's why he's getting that statue, man. That's not why. That's part of why. It's part of why. Yeah. That's going to be the statue. That's good. Sure. And you're 100% right there, no Nick doubt. Price. That will be the statue outside of Kauffman Stadium, or if it's going to be out in left field, which is where I think it belongs. It'll be the Gordon pointing to the ceiling or pointing to the sky, rounding first base, and the stories that surround that are fantastic. You know, he was given a note before he went up there to hit that home run. I don't know what that note said, but it had something to do with it because when he looks over to the the dugout, he sees it. The at-bat before that, Hosmer had had a chance and kind of poo-pooed the bed, and you can see on the side, Vern talks about it all the time, where Hosmer just lets out this roar of emotion because somebody picked him up, which is what baseball is all about. And it was Alex Gordon. It was the veteran leader. So I assure you this. This year, the Royals might not have what you're looking for as a complete 100% successful season. But go out there and go celebrate Alex Gordon. This is his swan song. This is it for Alex Gordon. This is the end of an era For someone that played left field, that won gold gloves, that won a World Series title, and was one hell of a role model and a leader for the Kansas City Royals. And he's probably in my top five Royals of all time. My top five Royals of all time are probably George Brett, Frank White, Paul Splitorf, Brett Saberhagen, and Alex Gordon. Everyone is entitled to their, their opinion, but all those guys have a reason why they're in our top five, or in my top five. And Alex Gordon belongs in that top five. And I truly believe at the end of the day, when it's all said and done in left field, there'll be a statue of the home run trot around first base. And there will be a number four retired next to five, 20, and 10. 
And I do believe there's two other numbers that could get retired, which could be eventually 13 and 3. Again, I believe they're getting retired. I believe Alex Gordon's is. And again, go out, celebrate Alex Gordon's last season. Go give him an applaud out in left field. Go watch that arm make a couple plays. You know he's going to leave it out on the field. You know he's going to work out like he's still 23 years old. It doesn't matter. Model citizen, local town son, and just go celebrate what is going to be the swan song. Old friend alert, kind of a little bit of a sarcasm, but let me convince you about Joe Buck. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on Out of Bounds. Almost done with the first hour. Thanks for joining us. Lance, I can't read that text on the air, man. You got to be smarter than that. Alex Gordon is Kansas City's version of Eli Manning. That I I don't disagree with. It's really that. not that far off. Like, you got the ring. You Both got the two under, World Series appearances. Right. Overall, like, the numbers might not wow you as much, but, right. like, meant a lot because he's been here the whole time. It's just been a staple, you know? And I haven't seen... Man, I haven't really seen... Um, I haven't really seen, like, how you can compare the two because I haven't broken it down. It's a really good... It's a really good text, actually, from the text line. So, Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer, text line four for four today, by the way, Nick Price. Four for freaking four on reading that bad boy. Smitty's Garage, you want to say it? You want to sponsor this show? You can step up. We going to hate it. I reached out to Quick Trip. I got a I got a DM from Quick Trip. I was really proud about that. That's amazing. Yeah, because somebody that was uh, going back and forth on Twitter uh, didn't realize that Quick Trip had snacks. I don't know if you saw this tweet of mine, but I said, "What's your favorite snack from Quick Trip?" You want to get in on this on the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line five. Uh, feel free to chime in six nine three zero six. What's your go to Quick Trip snack? And just by like going back and forth, like I think uh, I think. Uh, Jeffrey Flanagan chimed in, Joel Goldberg, Sam Mellinger, Carrington Harrison, they all kind of chimed in with this young lady. And she's like, I guess I've been doing it wrong. I didn't know Quick Trip had snacks. Bro, chicken taquito or the egg roll were the two most popular. right? Yeah. It's all about the snackle. The snackle, man. Um, I get that breakfast sandwich. Which one, though? I get the bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast croissant. The croissant is the very croissant. good. It's very like, it's flaky in the car. Right. So it's kind of a distraction. It's not like one of the best things to eat on the go. But right. if you're taking it to work or wherever you're going, like that is a perfect way to start your day. If you're really hungry, add a little turkey on top. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you do the pre-order. You go do the screen and do it. Yeah, either right. do that or you get the mobile app too. That's right. So you can just send it. It's ready to go when you get there. You can even prepay for it. So you just so, walk yeah. up, grab it, and walk out. Yeah, if we can get Quick Trip to sponsor Out of Bounds on Saturday, I will uh, do whatever they need. Uh, I can go to their 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 locations. I could do a live show from Quick Trip. Uh, I'll get you a hot dog wrapped in a bacon or some sort of, like, pancake batter. Yeah. I'll do it for you, Nick. No pun intended, but, yeah. like, I'm always gassing up Quick Trip, mm. just like with all of my friends and everything. Anybody that lives out of state, I'm like, this is the best place ever. So, yeah, step up. Somebody said Be their cool. favorite thing from, uh, from Quick Trip is toast. Uh, the buffalo chicken roller in a hot dog bun with all the Ooh. fixings. It's like a hot dog, but it's the chicken roller. Dude, spicy chicken taquitos. I always get the taquitos, and then I get a side of that uh, that salsa or the, the picante sauce. Yeah. Oh, man, it gets nasty. Sometimes I'll get three of them, sit in my room, shut the door, turn the lights off, because nobody needs to see what I'm about to do to that. Little funny side note. Um, after the Chiefs won the AFC Championship, yeah. I was Here. in Quick Trip, 
And well, I was on my way up here. I was in Quick Trip, and this one dude was just so inebriated. He was just standing. Oh yeah. He was just standing at the hot dog thing, just chowing, like just eating. They didn't do anything. They were like, "Yeah, he needs a snack." So he's good. He's good. Leave him alone. I just love snacks. I mean, I could probably like go without him every once in a while, but um, let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the show here at Out of Bounds, live and local, six ten Sports Radio. Myself, Nick Price. Uh, after us, uh, Chris Unicero, Julian Carroll, Julio Sanchez coined as the sexiest trio on sports radio. You damn right. Uh, they'll be on three to four, and then K State's coverage will pick up for you because that's what we do here at Six Ten Sports Radio. We broadcast sports, um, and they come up at their pregame at four o'clock. K State tips at five. Uh, tomorrow on Sunday, ten to noon, you'll get Bink Sunday twelve or ten to noon. Um, but I want to talk to you a little bit about this uh, next topic. And that is, I think Joe Buck will redeem himself with a lot of Kansas City fans after this Super Bowl. Bear with me, okay? Bear with me. I know that a lot of you really can't stand Joe Buck, and your reasoning is the 2014 World Series slash 2015 World Series. I know a lot of you didn't like Joe Buck, and maybe you still don't, and I don't think that will ever change with some of you, but I think a lot of you, you might have a change of mindset after this Super Bowl next Sunday. If you remember, most, most of you didn't like Joe Buck because he just kept regurgitating the name Madison Baumgartner, Madison Baumgartner. You thought that he had something in his contract where he had to talk about Madison Baumgartner. Or that maybe him and Mad Bum are really, really good friends. And he was just pouring down compliments against the Royals. And you're just like, come on, Joe. Talk about this team that has the just solidified the hit and run. We got Lorenzo Cain. You got Johnny Cueto. You have Ben, not Ben Zobers yet, but you had all these players. Hosmer, Moustakis, Gordo, Billy Butler was on the bench. You had James Shields trying to lead this team to a World Series win. And you just didn't get over the hump because he just couldn't stop talking about Madison Bumgarner. So let me tell you how I think this went down. When it comes to being a national broadcaster and being the voice of Fox, who got the World Series, who's getting the Super Bowl, you've got to hit on big points that you know more about than others and you want to be confident. What's the biggest story going into the Super Bowl this year? I don't care if you think I'm a homer, it's Patrick Mahomes. Without a doubt. It's the biggest story going into any game in the NFL. They played the Bears on Sunday Night Football not because it was Pat versus Mitch, it's because it was Patrick Mahomes in the national spotlight. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the focal point of the Super Bowl because he's 24 years old. He's had the best start to his first four playoff games than any other quarterback. I'll name him Brady, Manning, and Montana. And now he's going to be in Miami. Joe Buck's going to be on the call. And Joe Buck is going to talk himself a lot of Patrick Mahomes. I promise you. It will be to San Francisco fans. And it's so fitting that now San Francisco fans that watch football and love their Niners are going to be like, oh, my God. He won't stop talking about Patrick Mahomes. It's everything out of his mouth. That's exactly what I'm getting at. That's exactly what you're going to hear when it comes to this broadcast. And then, as a Chiefs fan, you're probably going to be like, you know what? Maybe I had it wrong with this, this Joe Buck, Buck guy. This guy's not that bad, huh? This Joe Buck guy, uh, I'm okay with him. He's, uh, he's totally redeemed himself. He's a Mahomes fan. 
He's talking a lot about the Chiefs. I kind of like where he's coming from. I agree with this guy. Now, some people may never forget, like Jonah Hill said in Superbad, when that kid, uh, what, pissed himself in grade mm-hmm. school? Yep. People don't forget. People don't forget. And that might be the case. And Joe Buck might have set sail so many years ago because you're just still just pissed off about 14 and 15 and him talking about Madison Bumgarner. But I can tell you right now, Joe Buck is a pro. He's one of the best in the business, and he highlights the biggest storylines and stars. It just so happened in 2014, he didn't give a rip about the Royals and who they had on that team because there wasn't really a star on that team. Now, you think he wants to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo or you think he he wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes? He's going to want to talk about Patrick Mahomes because that's the focal point. That's who the star is of the NFL, and that's where all the highlights are going to come from. Mahomes is the star, and Buck will speak a lot about it. The young legacy. He'll hit on 24. He'll hit on no-look passes. He'll hit on the 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions in the playoffs for his first four games. He'll hit on the nonstop back-to-back AFC championship games. So maybe now, when you hear how Joe Buck talks about your team and your local celebrity and the star of your team, eh, maybe you change your perspective. Maybe not. Maybe not. But maybe you'll take some of that, you know, why is he against us? Why doesn't he like us? Why doesn't he want to root for us? Maybe you'll take that, throw it out the side. And maybe you'll get into this motion that is, okay, he really likes Pat. Not to mention, like, I don't know. I don't think that Joe Buck has ever called a Patrick Mahomes game since he does the NFC on Fox. Right. And, like, this is the first one. I mean, like, you had, I think, the Lions game earlier this year, but Joe Buck wasn't on the call for that. So I can't think of any. So this is his first chance to really, like, call a game and get really immersed in what Patrick Mahomes is doing. And you've seen it from all of the other announcers out there. You know, whenever he's on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football, it's all they can talk about. Joe Buck's going to be the same way. And if you don't like Joe Buck and you just want to laugh at him and you want to hear a funny story, go to YouTube and do this. Look up when Joe Buck, or maybe you have to go to the internet and search it in in a further search. But I'm telling you, go look up when Joe Buck was on Dan Levitard's show and he ate pot brownies for the first time. You won't regret it. From the 816, Joe Buck's going to drool all over Mahomes. We'll all be just fine. Coming up, we got an hour down. We got two hours left here on Out of Bounds with Nick Price and myself, Dusty Likens. Blue Bloods, they have another approach to winning. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 